Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says these words, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I have the phrase not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing underlined in my Bible. And it's really not a problem for me, right? It's like, I have to be here on Sundays. No. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if, if I wasn't a preacher and Sunday came along, would I be as committed to the fellowship, to the body of Christ as I am right now? I, I believe I would be. Because we're family. And your life makes a difference in my walk with Christ and vice versa. Reminds me of a story. One Sunday morning, two men are out in a boat fishing on Sunday morning. All right? You guys never do that, though. So this probably doesn't relate to anybody here, but... It's a cool story. After several hours on the lake, without catching a single fish, one of the men says to his friend, you know, we probably should have stayed home and gone to church this morning. The other man says, well, I could have stayed home, but I couldn't have gone to church. Why is that? Because my wife's sick. (laughs) Kind of, kind of... Think about it a little bit, all right? That one might be too close to home for a guy like Tim Kurt. I don't know, maybe your friend right behind you there. Larry, you guys are here. They only fish on Monday through Friday. The author of Hebrews is, in essence, saying, Developing relationships in the body of Christ matters. Don't forsake hanging out together. We should make being together a priority because we are family. And on that note, I begin. Good morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. That's been my standard introduction for how long? Probably five years. I trust that the repetition has been purposeful and not meaningless repetition. An example for me of purposeful repetition in my life was a comment that my mom would often make to us as a family when we were going through some trials. She would say out loud, and it's like I can hear her right now. She would say, the Lord will provide. Mom, she'd say it to me all the time. She encouraged us. Somehow, some way, God will get us through this trial. We need to trust in him. And whenever she said those words, though it was repetitious, she said it all the time. But I don't ever remember when she said it where I rolled my eyes and kind of gave this impression that Mom, you always say that. That doesn't have any meaning anymore. Whenever she said it, it had had tremendous meaning. 
God will provide. He is all we have. We will trust in him. And he always did. It was meaningful, repetitious statement. That's the spirit in which I start every Sunday morning. Good morning, Gateway Church. We're a growing family after God's heart. This statement communicates clearly who we are and what our mission is as a local congregation. We're a growing family, meaning that we are looking to adopt. That's what that means. We're in the spiritual adoption ministry. There's a broken and hurting world all around us. These people who need to experience the greatest hope of all, Jesus Christ, and be introduced into his family, the church. The church is still the hope of the nation, of all the nations. That's why we send and go and give, because Jesus Christ and the message that he brings through his church is the apple of his eye. Don't give up on the church. I mean, if there's anyone who could give up on the church and say, I don't know if that was such a great idea, is who? Jesus. But he'll never give up on the bride. He loves his bride, and he's preparing his bride to receive himself, the groom. My mom never gave up on the church, even when she was frustrated with the church and by the church and with the people in the church. She just never gave up on the church. We've taken the entire month of February to unpack what it means to be a family. We put our sights on this one word, In our purpose statement, family, the church of Jesus Christ is called, quote, the household of God, 1 Timothy 3.15. A household is what? It's a family. The church should conduct herself in the world like a family. The early church, Acts 2.42 through 47. How did they relate to one another? They functioned as a close-knit family. Here's a quote that I think is really a great quote. If you want to write it down in your notes, Eugene Peterson. He's the guy that does the paraphrasing of the, the word. I think the message, a devotional kind of look at, at the scriptures. Here's what he said. I like this. There can be no maturity in the spiritual life, no obedience in following Jesus, no wholeness in the Christian life, listen, apart from an immersion in and embrace of community. I I like this last statement. I am not myself by myself. Right? That's why you're here. One of the reasons. I wish it at times was just me and Jesus. And that and my and my wife and my my family 
at times I think, would it, wouldn't it be less complicated if that's all it required? But my life would be so much less, it'd be shallow. We don't want to knock the cross off here in the way it goes, do we? I am not by myself, by myself. I am not myself by myself. The title of this mini-series is C3, or C-cubed, or C to the third power. We're collaborating, first C, working together for a culture, second C. What's the culture? A culture that places a high value on family, of connection. Third C, connecting in community because there's a longing in every human heart to belong. If you were to ask me a question, well, what's driving this series? That you would put First John on hold, spend the entire month on this crazy C3 deal. Why? What's the inspiration behind it? For me, you might find this interesting. You know what's driving this? It's the Trinity. Going, hmm, what? What do you mean the Trinity is driving this series? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They are what? A family, a community, right? In the Godhead. For an eternity, past, present, future, they are always in relationship. That's why Jesus, when in the Gospel of John, when you look at his discourse and his conversations, he always talked about what? My Father. I only do what my Father tells me to do. He was in tune with the voice of the Father. How? Through the person of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like this Communion kind of got put on hold when Jesus came to earth, became a man. That's what's driving the C3 thing. The biblical doctrine of the Trinity tells us that the essence of life is relational because God is a relational God. An elder of ours, Jeff Evanson, preached a sermon a couple months ago. And he talked about this community and how we've been invited into the community of the Godhead through the the work of Jesus Christ because in our sin, that was not possible, right? Heard this testimony of, and I think it was Maria. You listened to that, that message a lot. Sent it on to a friend, right? If I get the story right, was it Bajan who got, this? this is a cool story. A couple of weeks ago, Bajan, he's going to school, graduate school in Las Vegas. He's good friends with Sam and Maria. She, she says to, to Bajan, listen to this message. It's an elder here, Jeff Evanson. It's on podcast. You can listen. Where's Jeff? Is he here? Right here. There you are. So he listens to it, and the Lord's touching this guy's heart. Jeff, did you even know all this? And he gets... He comes and says, I want to get baptized. I'm coming back to Elk River Gateway. I want to be baptized. I want to follow the Lord in baptism. 
Isn't that awesome? It's like a cool story. God is a community within himself. And he made us for a community. As people created in the image of God, we are deeply relational and interdependent creatures. We are to reflect the love and unity of the community that exists in the Trinity. That's why I'm making this series a big deal. It's not just goofy little symbols. This family thing is huge. I'm trying to get my arms around this to help us make it practical. Collaborating. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to picture a big white board right up here on the stage, right? Big white board. And you begin to list all of the ministries of Gateway Church and put them in circles, all right? I can't fit all the ministries up here, but kids' ministry, put it in a circle, Kirsten. And we need more helpers. Isn't that great to hear what, what the Lord did? And kids' ministry, parents, listen up now. Send your kids to Big Sandy Camp. This is your year. Every kid, every youth should go to Big Sandy Camp this summer. What a tremendous gift. And what the Lord will do in the hearts of kids and youth. So that's kids' ministry. Put a circle around it. Youth ministry. Put a circle around it. Hospitality. Put a circle around it. Substance. That's the men's ministry. In essence, there's a great event coming up for the women. And I forget the date now. But I, I want to encourage the women to come to this event. It's a, it's a place where you can, can connect with other women. Those are just five ministries. We got a lot more, right? Our whiteboard isn't big enough. We have worship ministry, empty nesters. I mean, that is, that's becoming a big ministry here at Gateway Church, splitting into two groups now. I'm not going to have all the empty nesters stand up because I might have to join you, all right? Not quite yet. Pastor Collins started a great ministry called Acts 29. The elders and the governing board, if we put all these ministries up, can you see that now? And here's what I want you to do, all right? Because I'm trying to make this thing practical. If all I do is talk about the Trinity and that God wants us to be relational, like, okay, whatever, Over the top of all the ministries, here's what I want you to see. Identifiers. Connectors. All right? In all of these ministries, here's what I, here's what I want to see happen. I want to see people kind of rise up within the ministries, the individual ministries, that there would be those who would say, I'm an identifier. I'll explain again what that means. I'm a connector. Stamp right on top of all of those ministries. Identifiers and connectors. 
Identifiers are those people who are very observant and know who is and who isn't connected in the body of Christ. I mean, they just know. I could tell. They're observant. They look around. They can see what's going on. They have this kind of intuitive thing happening. So they're saying, I think this person, this family, this couple, this youth, this child needs to be connected. Someone needs to go and communicate with words, with an email, with a text, with whatever happened to inviting people over to our houses for dinner and lunch. Is that old school or it doesn't happen anymore? I think that should happen, right? I don't think it should necessarily always be driven by the pastor telling you, well, you should do this and do that. I, I want to see the culture change such a way that I begin to hear, hey, people are really getting into this. They're going out for coffee, Blue Buffalo, Sunday night. My mom was an identifier and a connector. She was great. After church, we would go to the Blue Buffalo. It's a restaurant. I think there was more spiritual nourishment that took place in that place than the service. Identifiers aren't always the ones who do the connecting because that may not be their personality or their gift mix. Connectors, though, are people who take the initiative and seek out and minister to the unconnected. I want you just to ask yourself a question. If you're involved in a ministry here at Gateway Church, are you an identifier or a connector? You can be both, but just think about that. Listen. Great intentions don't connect people. Identifiers and connectors working together in the body of Christ connect people. It really is that simple. I, we're going to try something. It's, it's an idea. I don't know if it will work. That's okay, right? Here's, here's what we're going to try to do in all of these ministries. The people that head up those ministries. I've sat down with some of them already, with the elders and and, and staff and, and leaders of various ministries. I say, there's this little card that I want you to get a stack of these little cards, all right? Here's what I want you to do. On one side is identifier, identifier, all right? It's just got information about someone, a family, who hasn't connected yet in the body of Christ, all right? And then on the, on the other side, there's connector. And so the connector would be the one who makes some kind of connection. Can you imagine? Will it work? I don't know. Jeremiah L., he's the keeper of the cards, all right? Somehow, someway, he's going to get the cards, and he leads a link team. And if it's not happening within the ministries, then as a leader, he's going to try some other methods. 
I'm sure you'll give, some will give me a call and say, hey, lay off. I'm tired of all this attention. Leave me alone. I'd rather hear that than the other. Wouldn't you? I want to challenge you to go outside of your comfort zone. Look around. So what kind of family will we be? God's called us to be a family that what? Loves unconditionally, right? We looked at that already. It all starts and ends with love, right? If we don't love unconditionally, then our message is shot, right? Our credibility is down the drain. Regardless of our differences, because there's going to be differences, our disagreements, we have to what? We have to walk in love. That's so critical. The greatest of these is love. That's what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 13. The Apostle John, writing to believers in 1 John, encouraged the family of God over 50 times alone in this letter to love one another. The defining mark, therefore, of Gateway Church must be what? Help me out. Love. We must seek to do all things in love. Craig Skistead, an elder in our church, boy, he, he talks about that often. It's left an impression on me. Second characteristic is speaks truthfully. And I, I looked at, we, we went over that a few weeks ago, right? Three biblical qualifiers in terms of speaking truthfully. Say it carefully, right, in Proverbs, but say it. Say it honestly, but say it. Say it wisely. Say it. We have to do that. It's not always easy. That's why love is first. Third characteristic, cares compassionately. That was last week. Jesus, he, he ministered with compassion, right? We need to do that. Put away the judgment and put away, I'm going to fix so-and-so. Try to walk in their shoes a little bit. Ask the Lord to give you that gift of compassion. Jesus ministered to real people, right? With real problems, with real pain. I I went to a movie on, on Sunday night. Deanna and I did and I, I don't, I, I rarely ever talk about movies because he's just it's dead end street. But this movie here is a great movie. Risen. And it just took a different angle of the resurrection story and showed a, showed a, a Roman soldier, and I, I won't get into all of it because... But the thing that, was, that really touched me was, was watching Jesus minister to real people. And I talked about the leper last week. And there was a scene in that movie where this leper, and they showed how mangled he looked. How Jesus went over to him, touched him, because he had compassion 
Blank liberally, all right? This is the last one. I end here. What do you think that is? Spill in the blank. Liberally. Can we use that word in church? (laughs) I want to say something, all right? God wants us to be liberal, all right? You're looking at me going, huh? Don't get ahead of me. Let me explain what I mean, all right? We may be conservative in our politics, but we are called to be liberal in our encouragement, right? Just to pour it on without restraint, without limit. Listen again, Hebrews. Let us consider how we may, what, spur one another on toward love and good deeds. We've got to sit down and talk about and think, how am I going to encourage so-and-so? Well, what can I do to, to help that person love? Not giving up meeting together. I've, one of the first things we don't do is we, we don't pull away. Some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. How? All the more. Liberal. The root of encouragement is the word courage. The opposite of courage is fear. So when we encourage others, we help our friends deal with fear in their life. It's more than just a pat on the back. It really helps me. When my dear friend, Dr. Alexander, encourages me, he says some things that deals with some of the fear in my own life. It's like whenever I leave meeting talking with Dr. Alexander. He encourages me. And by the way, he's going to be preaching here next Sunday, all right? So what do we do? And I'm going to land this now, all right? What do we do with this series C3? We've got to make some commitments. If we don't make any commitments, then in the bulletin and the pens and all the cards, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just calling it a C3 commitment. Will you make a C3 commitment? Would you be willing to do that? It includes three things. We must, be, we must commit to engage others. We must commit to be together. We must commit to be connected. What, what are you going to do to fulfill that commitment? Use this goofy analogy. It's simple, but it's powerful. We use Legos, of all things, right, as an illustration. I got the Lego church right up here. It doesn't sound too spiritual, but it works. The genius of a toy that 95% of you have played with is what? Connection. That's, that's the power. Whoever came up with this idea is a billionaire, probably. 
You can build almost anything. Check out what Nick Anderson built. He, he, uh, we talked about this because his son, Colin, was in Lego Robotics a week ago. Mary told you a little bit about that. So I was talking to Nick after the service, and, and uh, he showed me a picture. This, this is a house that they used to live in, all right? And you're not going to believe what he did. This is way before I ever talked about Legos and that crazy thing. Check this out. <laughs> is, that, is that good? I want to just go back and forth because it's almost the scale. Okay, this is the real house right here. <laughs> and this is the Lego house with the, the roof lines and the, the, the doors, the pillars, the windows. I mean, if you look in the back, I mean, he's even got the back laid out with the walls inside. I just want to ask Nick one thing. Now, you were doing this with your kids, right? I mean, if he was doing it by himself, I think he's a little crazy. Please tell me you were working. This was a family project. It all started with one piece. Connecting, connecting, connecting. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. Are they going to hand something out? And it's a memento. And I want to give you, you just pick out whatever Lego piece you want, all right? It's just one piece. I want you to come forward, guys. Just Hand those Legos out, those pieces. I need one. You, got it. you can pick out which one kind of fits your personality. But don't take too long, all right? Hand them out. I got to have one. Let me have, I don't have one yet. I'm just going to look. Why? Now, okay, there it is. This is all the relationships I can handle right here. I want, I want you to take a, a Lego piece home. And just... This week, put it somewhere, put it in your pocket. It's small enough to, to put in your pocket or your purse or somewhere and let it remind you of C3 and the commitment. You, you got to make a commitment here at Gateway Church. All right? We're not just playing games. We're not just coming to church only on Sundays. I mean, we got to commit to engage, be together be connected. Imagine what could, what could happen if we got all involved in what God wants to build here at Gateway Church. We really did get in the game. If we got connected, got involved in the life of another Christian, a brother or sister, sister in the Lord. Imagine what would happen if I took my Lego piece right here, whatever the size and the shape it is, and said to the Lord, would you do this? I want to be used in your body, the body of Christ, the family of God. And you were just to bring this to the Lord. Who wouldn't want to be a part of a family like that? Those four things, I, I do. We don't do them perfectly, but we want to grow in all of those things I want to be a part of a family that loves unconditionally, right? That cares compassionately. That speaks truthfully. That is liberal in the giving of encouragement. It's like, sign me up. 
The only way that's going to happen is if you take this one Lego piece and say, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to ask AJ and Ashton, if you guys come up with me, I want you to grab that table for me, if you will. Come on up, guys. These guys are in. These guys are awesome. They're connectors. These guys are connectors. I mean, with their smile and their love for people, they just they can get you connected, right? They don't say a whole lot, but they get you connected. Guys, go grab that that table for me, all right? And bring that up for me, if you will. Put it right here in the. And then, what I want is. Right there, guys, that's good. You can be seated now, all right? Thanks. I want, I want the, all the extra pieces. Pastor Joel is going to bring them up, and here's how we're going to end. Just as a little bit of a visual. If you think I'm going to build something in 30 seconds, I'm not, I, I don't even want to ask Nick how long he worked on that, all right? Just pour them all, all, all out there. You imagine, this is you, all right? This is me. And all we're doing is we're just bringing our one piece to the table. And, and you know who's the master builder? Jesus. And then he uses his body. He uses those with various spiritual gifts and leaders and elders and teachers and and he's, he kind of puts his hand on top of their hand, right? And says, hey, move that here and put that there. And what does Jesus do? He's, he's, the, he's the one behind all of this. And he just takes what you give him, your piece. Might look like this. Might look like this. It might be one of, you know, this. Who in the world is this guy? Oh, that could be you. And you say, yes, Lord, I'll, I'll engage. I'm in. I'm committed. What would he build here? What would it look like? I think it would look pretty cool. I, I think there would be lots of spiritual adoptions and a lot of healing in, in our hearts in a vibrant, healthy body that prays for one another, it would be great. So Lord, I ask now that you would take these just words, Lord, that I believe you put on my heart. Somehow, someway, God, do something miraculous. Build something that would only be possible if you orchestrated it all. We're in. We're in, Lord. Just take this piece, Lord, and I just say I'm in, God. I'm in, Lord. Help me as a leader. Help our staff. 
anoint this, this work, Lord. Because you're a unity, a family. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you made a way for us to be a family. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the ushers if they'll just um, find a place there at the, the door. I want to encourage you to, to, uh, to give a, a love offering for Pastor Colin and Susan. The Lord bless you. You are dismissed as you are. I'm going to ask the prayer team if they'll come at this time.